Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. Let me bring in a guy who, um, well, you know him from, I don't know, from endless different reasons. You would know him around town. He's been in politics. He's been in the private business. Uh, These days, he's the president and CEO of the Hamilton Community Foundation. His name is Terry Cook. Thanks for coming in. Good to be here. Uh, And I dragged you in from, I understand, from kids sports, which seems to be the life now, isn't it? All the time. I'm just nonstop. uh, I'm just the chauffeur from one sporting event gymnasium to another. It's what we do. It's what we do. And yet, you know what? When the day comes. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I've been there. We did it, you know, the all summer, all winter. And when the day comes, Mm -hmm. you sit for the, I remember the first time my son didn't have a baseball tournament, his first year not playing. And we sat by the pool. Because you would have been at baseball every w- weekend. And I went, this is all right. <laughs> at the same time, I missed it. Yeah, I'll miss it. I missed it. Yeah. It's tough. Now, are you, um, this is not what we were going to be talking about today, but are you a, a, a sports parent who can sit quietly on your hands and just... Uh, yeah, I've been uh, admonished. So I'm... Uh, <laughs> so you've, well, you've, not naturally, you've learned? Yeah, I've learned. And uh, thankfully, one of my kids is a volleyball player, plays for MVC here in Hamilton. And because I never played volleyball and don't know the game, there's really nothing I can offer. My little guy uh, plays for the Ancaster Blitz basketball team. And that's a little harder because that's a game I know something about and spent some time coaching and playing. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I think at the point where I just love watching kids play and I don't need to live vicariously through what they do. I hope they do their best and try hard and all that good stuff. We've been fortunate to have really good coaches and good teammates. So, How about the other parents? Have you always had, uh, not necessarily this year, I don't want you to throw anyone under the bus, but have you always had good other parents or has it been? For the most part. Oh, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say having looked at a lot of sports, um, volleyball by far is the healthiest, most positive really? culture. Yep. Uh, basketball less so. Thank goodness I don't have any hockey players because... See, I would have thought volleyball would have been tough, honestly, because of the fact that there are only six kids playing at a time and so many aren't and so many parents would be sitting on the sideline steaming that their kid is not on the floor. Yeah, we're still at the point where it's mostly fair play and we haven't experienced that. And and they compete at a pretty high level. So it's it's fun to watch and uh, parents are mostly good company. So you've dodged the hockey bullet then. And I don't believe all hockey parents are nuts, but the... 10% who truly are nuts really do paint quite a picture for everybody else. Yeah, and it, it... It's tough to be around the rink. I played a little bit of hockey as a kid. Thankfully, I, I latched onto basketball early and uh, left hockey behind. I played lacrosse, which was another game that I loved, and that was closer in culture at the time to hockey. What uh, do you, now I don't want to put you on the spot, but f- to play rep volleyball these days, mm-hmm. what does it cost a parent to play rep volleyball for their kid? I'm going to say a couple of thousand dollars a year plus incremental travel costs because you're doing lots of like we've got a tournament in Cleveland in January provincial finals in Waterloo lots of travel within the Golden Horseshoe and then I'm going to say 1500 bucks to just cover your basics uh, so it's it's not al- inexpensive no but I've always thought that's part of the reason why hockey parents some of them are what they are because it, it becomes an investment because it's so expensive that you're looking at some sort of getting something back for the money you've put in as opposed to just having your kids play sports. It's yeah, a theory. But. Which is exactly the wrong reason to be involved. But I, it, you, you do raise one of my real concerns and pet peeves about rep 
sports, and that is in the era in which I played, you know, the 70s and, and early 80s, most of the best competitors I played against were North End kids who came from economically challenged backgrounds, and virtually none of those kids have the opportunity today. And I think that is a, that's a real shame, that's a lost opportunity, and it's, it's really socially unfair. And, and we've made it uh, that, uh, you know, kids without uh, economic support just can't get the coaching and the gym time or the ice time they need. And, you know, th- we got this, we don't have nearly the time to talk. I didn't expect, as I say, to be talking about this, but it, the one place where those kids would have played mm-hmm. would have been high school once Absolutely. upon a time. Now, yep. the kids in all sports who are playing high school sports are the ones who have played club sports somewhere else right. and now come to high school with their skills intact. You're yep. no longer learning the game at high school. No, that's right. You you can't make the high school team if, in fact, you haven't played the game year-round. And it, it also raises another challenge that I talk to my coaching friends about, which is... I'm still a believer that the best kids, the kids that ultimately emerge as superior athletes, have had a range of sporting experiences. Mm. They've played different games. Absolutely. Not been solely fixated on a single game from the time they're seven or eight years old. I think that's unhealthy, and I think it also stunts development to not learn a multitude of skills from various sports. I agree. And the other, one other thing, and again, this could be the whole two hours that we talked mm-hmm. about this, which we're not going to, but I am a firm believer or disbeliever in the idea of students bussing in from outside yeah. of the school zones so they can play with their friends. Because again, that takes away, if you've got seven or eight kids that have played on a club team and want to go to high school together and they decide to go there, yeah. that blocks out the kid who comes, who lives in that neighborhood and can't make the team now because he or she doesn't play yeah. club sports because they can't afford it. I, you should and, go and, to school where you live. And let me vent my <laughs> spleen on one other thing, which is the academy situation in which private enterprises that are promoting the notion that your kid will be a division one player are free riding in the public education system, having their kids bust in to go to a particular school. And those kids aren't participating in the student life or the teams at that school. They're then going off to play elite sports in the U.S. or wherever. And I think that is entirely dysfunctional and counterproductive. And I'm glad to see that mostly our lo- local educational leadership are doing what they can to to put a lid on that stuff. One of these days, we're going to have you back with some other people, do a panel here on the craziness of sports. But Indeed. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.